How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, y'all. It's me, Monet. Listen, I have a show at the Brea Improv on June 14th. No, you don't. In California. So it's going to be a really fun night. All new jokes, some new music. Please get your tickets um, at just Google Bray Improv Monet and it'll pop up. Get your tickets. It's going to be a good time. Y'all heard that Monet said all new jokes. I'm going to the Dynasty Typewriter. I'm going to record the entire show on my phone. And if I hear any jokes that you told at Dynasty Typewriter, bitch, I'm going to stand up and start booing in the middle of the show. All I'm expecting all new jokes. Otherwise, it's false advertisement. Let's do the episode. It's Mona Exchange. And my name is Bob the Drag Queen, and this is Sibling Advice. Now, listen, we all know that we are not doctors. Not even a little bit. We're not therapists. We are not Mm -hmm. um, psychologists. We don't know much about algebra. Psychiatrists. If you need advice, please go to your doctor, your rabbi, your priest, your shaman, your teacher, your your therapist. This is just for entertainment purposes only. Yes, everything we're saying is is for the 
that's used in this podcast only. Do not take this as sound advice to take into the world to to, to remedy your issues. If you have, do not take any of this seriously. This is for entertainment purposes only, and we don't want anyone to uh, feel like we are diagnosing them, that we can give them a, a, a prognosis of, on life. So with that in line, let's get into some advisory. Any? You are, y'all just missed, Bob tried to do some shady shit, Bob started, but the thing didn't start recording, he's like, Money, why are you wearing the same clothes? And he realized it wasn't recording, so you was almost caught on candid camera. Why are you wearing the same shirt as last time? Damn, nigga, you don't shower? <laughs> I used to love candid camera, they should like bring it back, candid camera is such a Smile. fun show. Smile, you're on candid camera. I used to also love America's Funniest Home Videos too, that was my show. R.I.P. Bob Saget. I know. And also Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What were your shows you used to watch as a kid? Family, I'm at Full House. I'm at Full House was my favorite show as a child. Like, Full House was my fucking jam. Mm-hmm. Stefan Arkell was my first crush. No, my first crush was Chrissy Amaguchi. After that, it was Stefan Arkell. Oh, Stefan Arkell, who was that? So Steve Urkel had oh, this yes, potion Stephon. that he would drink. Well, to people who don't know, Steve Urkel had this potion that he would drink that he was no longer a nerd, and he became very cool. And he went from Steve Urkel to Stefan Arkell. I didn't know and, he had a last name. Yeah, Stefan Arkell was, was the name of uh, Steve Urkel's, uh, you know. You know, rest in peace, the laugh track. I mean, I know shows now, they don't do it. It's like it's like uh, sitcoms are so different. But I miss the laugh track letting me know when to laugh. I really do. <laughs> Have you ever seen when they, when they edit the laugh tracks out of the shows? When they edit them out, like like old shows, yeah. The, the, there's like uh, versions of The Big Bang without the laugh track, or versions of um, versions of uh, Friends Euphoria. without the fr- fr- yeah. yeah. Imagine Euphoria with a laugh track. That would be so weird. <laughs> oh my god! Should that be our? Should we should we start a TikTok that adds laugh track to shows that don't need it? That's gonna be our TikTok. <laughs> True crime with a laugh track. <laughs> Um, Monet, we, um, you know, as you all heard from this disclaimer before the show, we are not experts, but we do love giving advice to people. And um, I, I, we've been, we've been giving some great advice. I think lately, you've, you've actually been, you've been, you've been much better, Monet, because you, you, you were off the rails for a hot minute. You were off the rails for a minute. No, you know, I like, to, I, I like to vary my advice. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the most obvious advice, some of us who don't like to soul search and give the surface level advice, I go a little deeper and try to offer them a perspective that they were never even thinking of that they needed to know. You know what? That is that that is one way to think of it. Uh, we should want to do like a highlight of like the, the advisory highlight, some of the wildest advice we've ever given on this show. <laughs> Oh my God, speaking of advice, Chelsea. Chelsea is like, uh, Chelsea like comments on my post now. I love Chelsea. I love Chelsea Handler so much. You're welcome. Let's get into this advice already. You ready to give some advice, Monet? Did you see the screen, the, the screen grab of the email that you um, just forgot all about? Did you see that? Did you happen to watch that episode of the podcast? Uh, it's, it's clear to me that you don't listen to Dear Chelsea because you know about the entire interaction we had on an entire episode of her show. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, continue. Let's go to our first question. Hey, Bob and Monet. My name is Xavier. I am 30 years old and I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I have a podcast coming out in about a couple weeks. Competition. So I've been promoting it on Instagram, getting the word out, and I'm really happy with the reaction so far. However, there's about more than a handful of people who are 
openly inviting themselves to be guests on the podcast. And while I appreciate their offer, some of these people I haven't spoken to in 10 plus years, they could fucking sound like Dora the Explorer for all I know. Other people, I just don't know if the vibe is going to be there on a recorded fucking line. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm responsible to make sure that this podcast is fun. This podcast has a cool vibe. How do I let these poo-poo platter of people know that while I appreciate your offer, I will reach out if I need any guests in a nice way because... I mean, it's just, I, I just don't feel like this, like this is going to get better. I feel like this problem is going to grow and people are going to aggressively invite themselves onto this shit. Anyways, I need your help. Sincerely, Podcasting Couch. Mo? Um, you know, the beauty of you starting your own podcast is that you are now the, produ- I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're the producer, director, you're the talent wrangler, you are the the host, you are, you, you wear all those hats. So you get to make decisions for your podcast. And I think you just, you said it perfectly right here. You're like, hey, thank you for wanting to do the podcast. We're like, we're just starting. I'm still figuring out my flow. And when I'm ready to have guests, I'll hit you up. Um, or you can say, if I want to have guests, I'll hit you up and leave it open-ended that way because you also don't know the how you're how you're doing a podcast and like you're just starting out so you so yes you may have an idea of what your podcast is but like bob and i we had an idea of what a podcast is but it definitely changed and, and and different things happen as we started to do it and you know we got our feet wet so i wouldn't say to like close them off completely so that then when you want a guest if so then later when you want a guest they're like oh so now you want us i would just say hey we're just starting out it's so fun doing a podcast i'm still figuring out my flow and um, if you want guests in the future, I'll definitely hit you up, you know? So do it like that. Xavier, I'm going to um, do you a favor. Uh, clip this next chunk. So start recording in three, two, one. Hey, thank you so much for your interest in being on the podcast. Um, you know, we're still figuring out what we're going to be doing on the podcast. And casting can be really, really tough. So... Um, we will be reaching out to you in the future about podcasting opportunities and being a guest on the show. But right now I'm really uh, inundated with a lot of requests um, and we will be calling people on episodes that seem to fit their personalities better or, or fit their talking styles better than just um, having people on randomly. So thank you so much. And, um, and of course we, you have my number. I'll talk to you soon. Stop recording. All right, there you go. Use that. That should do. <laughs> They're like, Bob, the track queen is producing this podcast? <laughs> yeah, Bob, the track queen is, is, is a producer on the podcast. All right, Jacob, let's hear the next one. Hi, Bob. And- Ooh. <clears throat> Sorry. Hi, Bob Monday. Um, I am a 24-year-old cisgendered woman. Unfortunately, I'm straight and I am currently living in Brooklyn. Um, I'm from California, so I hope you're enjoying this place. But from what I see from you two, you guys, and like just like viewing as a fan, I don't know y'all personally, but y'all seem to have like a very strong friendship that can handle fights, the tests of time and whatnot. And I have some of those friendships. I actually have like five or six of those, but all of those friendships exist on the West Coast. And 
I tend to like a smaller group, but like I am in my early to mid twenties and like, I like to do fun stuff and I'm not, and I'm trying to learn how to maintain lighthearted friendships because even though I love my friends back home on the West coast and for the longest time, I felt like I didn't need any more friends. I want stuff to do with people, um, in New York, like the most happening city of all time, but everyone annoys the shit out of me. I'm sorry. And like, so my question is, how did you guys navigate New York, especially as drag queens who come across giant personalities that you're obviously not going to love every single thing about them? How did you maintain friendships while also respecting yourself, but also not treating everything like a huge committed relationship? Does that make sense? If it does, Thank you so much. I've been a patron since y'all have been calling us Patreons. Um, XOXO, I hate everyone. <laughs> Work. Roberta. Did I go? Did I? Did you go first last time? Why am I? Why can I, I never did. remember who went first or who went last? Um, you know, Monet. Um, this person is is it's interesting because like whenever someone makes blanket statements like. I mean, there there are so many people in New York City. There's no way mm. all of them are annoying you. That's just not possible. There's probably some really great people that you could have some great connections with. The issue is New York City is a numbers game. Whether you're dating, whether you're looking for friends, whether you're working, whether you're looking for a even a fucking um a a, a trainer at the gym, it is a numbers game. You have to go through a lot of mean? people. A numbers game. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's it's there's so many of them that you're gonna have to go through a lot more to get to the good ones or the ones that are more compatible with you. And I don't think that you need to um, give each person this deep committed uh, t- amount of your time and that you're best friends and that you're good Judies and you're gonna go to the movies together and you're gonna hang out in silence and all that stuff. It doesn't have to be. It don't have to be all that. It could literally just be you and people hanging out on little friend dates. And so you find out what worked. That's what that's literally what me and Monet did. We went out on friend dates. We did stuff for each other. We hung out. We went to we watched shows together. We went to drag shows together. We hung out at each other's houses. Um until and then we and I did that with a lot of people until I ran into Monet. And our friendship just happened to work out really well because of our I know we, we just happened to be very compatible. And and I also don't think that me and Monet were not out the gate being like, we're best friends. We just were like, oh we're, and actually a big part of me and Monet's friendship. We talked about it before. It was like my friend who was my best friend at the time um, had like some jealous feelings about Monet because Monet and I were hanging out a lot. And I remember Monet was like, I remember Monet was like, if that bitch don't. don't oh, my it. God. I mean, because I mean, I'm, I'm very lovable. A lot of people envy me and like how I'm able to like be friends with like a lot of people. So it's understandable, but. But um yeah I, I, we we didn't we didn't we weren't like super committed and then after a while we were just like oh wow we're really really good friends oh wow we 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 are hanging out all the time oh my god we are when you when you're at the club with all the queens and then you realize you keep leaving with the same one <laughs> you know especially when Monet was living in Brooklyn and I was living uptown Monet would give me a ride all the way uptown and then drive back we were in Midtown Monet would drive up to uh, Washington Heights and uh, not Washington Heights Upper West Side and then get back on the West Side Highway drive back down to Brooklyn. And we started being like, wow, we're really going out of our way to hang out with each other. You know? One of us well, more than the other. 
Yeah, I was. In my defense, people who live in Manhattan do. We do not go out of our way to Brooklyn. That's just not a thing we do. And everyone, everyone, everyone from New York City knows people from Brooklyn go out of the way for people in Manhattan. And if you live in Manhattan, it's it's just it's just almost never the other way around. Almost never. <laughs> that is not it, true. It is. That's because you lived in Brooklyn. You never lived in Manhattan, so you you don't have. The I spirits. did live in Manhattan. Where you lived in the Bronx, bitch? Where'd you live in Manhattan? Are you drunk? Oh, I forgot when you lived. I forgot. <laughs> like what? And, and when you were in Manhattan, you were visiting people in Brooklyn. Not your family. Not your family. Friends. Um, I don't have any friends that lived in Brooklyn. Money. That's not. You don't have. You didn't have. You are from Brooklyn. Not close and you didn't friends. Have like Patty, no friends who lived in Brooklyn. But not close friends that you were in Manhattan. Patty, Mateo, uh, all my close Pixie, like. All my close friends were in. Also, you know this. I after the age of twenty five, which 20, all your Brooklyn friends are typing up storms in the chat right now. Oh, in the comments, they are going. They are all your Brooklyn friends are dragging the fuck out of you. Drag Thorgy, drag Thorgy. Thorgy, like your friend. Thorgy and I not, we're not close friends. I'm not hang out with Thorgy like that a lot. <laughs> oh my god, you're so silly. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that when you will garner genuine friendships, like Brooklyn and New York is not this like place that does not allow friendships to flourish. That's not a thing. I think you need to change your mindset. I think that you're setting up in your mind that New York is this place that you're not that you don't want to meet friends, you don't want to meet new people, and like if you're moving to a new place, you just can't be that way because like you said, all of your close friends are back on the west coast so if you want to flourish and thrive in new york you're gonna to have to open yourself up to a lot of stuff to have personal relationships with friends um uh, to, to develop that if but you if you're going in like i don't like this i fucking hate new york but i i don't want to be friends with nobody in this fucking city ill then that's what well, you're she gonna loves do. new york but she thinks but it's, it's like it's the people like like people who move to la and say everyone in la is fake all you're gonna find is fakeness in people it's fake people, if you right. just if you've made up your mind that everyone's everyone in la is fake all you're going to find is fakeness in everyone you interact with. And if you may remember that everyone in New York City is surface and mean, all you're going to find is meanness in people, you know? Yeah. So you have to just adjust, uh, like, change your mindset and want to find people. You will, fi- you, you will find genuine connection. New York, New York, I can confirm New York City has a lot of great people. I have, I have, I have got, I have garnered great friendships, um, lifelong friendships, people that I love, who I would love for the rest of my life in New York City. And I think you can do the same. Just need to adjust you're welcome. your mindset. Have you ever noticed that, um... Am I not one? Am I not one of those people, bitch? Am I one of those people? Not today. Mm. Uh, have, like, have you ever noticed that people who say stuff like, "Oh my god, the gay community is so toxic"? Like everyone in the gay community, all they want to do is fuck. No one's deep, and I'm like, and I'm like "Who are these gay people?" You're because that's just not my experience in the gay community. Mm-hmm. But is it possible that that's all you're that that's what you've decided you're going to find in the gay? Community? Have you heard people say something like that before? Of course, yeah. I hear is say is that your time. experience in terms of the gay community? No, it's not. I mean, I know gay people who only want to fuck and and whatever, but I know a whole bunch of people who don't want that, who are gay. I also don't think the gay people who want to fuck are toxic. I, maybe it's what it is is, is that I just don't see those things as toxic traits. I think I think people are talking about that. They're they're specific, they're they're more so talking about people on Grinder who. But again, you're on Grinders, and a Grinder is literally an app people are looking to hook up. So that's of course you're gonna find people like if you if you if you're not they're not interested, they're gonna block you and move on. Like that's just what that that that's what that is. So you can't be mad at that. That's like me going to the grocery store. and be like, ugh, why is there so much food here? This is ridiculous. Yes, bitch, it's a fucking grocery store. Okay, Monet. I mean, I love you, but you would never be mad at the amount of food. <laughs> I love you, but you'd you'd never be like, oh, this is too much food. 
Wow. That's not a read. You you said you love food. This is about you <laughs> loving food. You said you love. You food. know that was a read. You said this 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 is a Bob thing. Bob was like Monet, Monet, Monet. You said you like food. You know you're trying to read me. You know you're trying to drag. But you me, do. Bitch. But do you love food? <laughs> but don't try to fucking act like you are such. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> Let's get to the next question. You are wild today. Hey, you bitch, you're question. wild. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, Bob Monet. I'm a 21-year-old university student in the UK, and I need some help. I'm wondering if I should keep accepting my ex-boyfriend's money, even though I don't want to get back together with him. We dated last year, summer from August to about December. And during that time, he wasn't working. And for a period of time, he needed a place to stay. So I had some money saved up. I thought to help him here. There were some groceries with paying for food and into my place to stay while I was studying at uni. Um, he ended up not really taking care of the place, disrespecting the, the rules and getting me in trouble with my parents. He's 27, by the way. And we ended up breaking up. What happened then is I completely stopped contact with him, even though I wasn't getting repaid. But this April, I messaged him again because I thought, you know what, I need to get my money back. But each time he makes the payments now, he does them in installments because he can't afford to pay me back all at once. He keeps making sexual advances, talking about how this will make me trust him again. And it's just really annoying. It makes me uncomfortable. So I'm just wondering, is it worth 
the money to put up with all of this. Let me tell you something, girl. When you give someone money, you have to give it with the expectation that you might not get it back. You have that has to be part of your of your that has to be in your mind when giving this money. And it sounds like you do not want to deal with deal with this person anymore. This person sounds like they're annoying you, and it it fucking and I, I I've had those interactions where like dealing with someone you feel like it like sucks the life out of you. Hate doing it. So at this one, I would say, I mean, how much money are we talking? Like this this person owe you like twenty thousand dollars? Like do you need this money or is it like I don't know. 500 bucks like can you can you afford to live without this money if you can afford to live without this money must be nice if you can afford to live without this money i say cut your losses because it's not worth the mental torment and the mental anguish of dealing with this person hitting on you sexually making you feel uncomfortable like if you can live without it just cut it but if you need it bitch pony up and or set up a situation where the person can't do that so it had to give you money like why, why do you have to meet this person um, to get money, bitch. Send me. I mean, you're in the UK, so not Venmo, but bitch, PayPal me my shit or whatever. Like, there, there has to be another way that they can send you money. There's no Venmo in the UK. No, they don't do Venmo. Um, not when they being like, is this something measly, like 500 bucks? Is it literally like the amount of money I wipe my ass with? Is it like the kind of money that I use to pick up Colleen's cat shit, or is it like a substantial amount of money, like three million? Because if it's three million, then yeah. But if it's one million, like gross, grow up and yeah, move fuck on. Yeah, that shit, girl. The, the elite, the one percent. Um, listen, <laughs> I, I, you, I this is just advice to everyone listening. Never lend anyone an amount of money you can't live without. I'm gonna say that again. Never lend anyone an amount of money. Let me rephrase, amend that. Never lend anyone anything or any amount of money that you're not comfortable not getting back. Like you, have, you, mm-hmm. you. If you lend, especially money, if you lend someone money, you have to be comfortable never seeing that money ever again in your life. Um, because there's a small chance that you might not get it back. If it's an, if it is the amount of money that you feel like you absolutely need, then I would say listen, because you have to, you have to, you have to be stern, and you have to be completely like linear with this and be like i really need this money back and i really um and i don't want to have these interactions i don't want to date you i don't want to have sex with you i just want my money back and if you cannot give me my money back without these sexual advances or these weird interactions i'm gonna have to seek legal action and i'm trying to do this in a way that seems very amicable and um and not hostile but if you're gonna keep doing these other things i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to use a lawyer to get my money back yeah, and, I and, think that's and, fair. and I think that, that and I think that is very it, it you it if you put your foot down, I hopefully that person would respect that. Hopefully, yeah, I agree. I think I think that's the case. Um, and I do, not, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. Not giving someone money that you cannot like like you're not okay and like not getting it back. Like that's a big part of it too, for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's do the next one. Hi, Baba Monet. I'm a 22-year-old non-binary lesbian. My pronouns are they, them. Lies! And I appreciate y'all both so much. So I'm going to get right into it. I'm friends with this girl who identifies as straight, and we've gotten really close this past year. We're about to graduate, and she invited me and my girlfriend to her graduation party. I was initially really excited because, of course, I want to be there and celebrate with her. But she prefaced her invitation by warning me that a lot of her family will be there, but that they're also very ignorant people and have very homophobic views. 
she, of course, reassured me that she wanted me to be there and that if anything was said that offended me, that she would do something about it and handle it. She's an ally and we've never had any issues regarding my queerness, so I know that she does have my best interests at heart. But part of me is feeling apprehensive about going because I just know for a fact, based on what I know about her family, being very religious and conservative when it comes to queer people, my partner and I will very likely be the only queer people there. And her warnings just didn't make me feel any less worried. I really just don't want any negative situation to arise or for her to have to mediate something, especially when it's a day meant for celebration. I've never met any of her family, even her friends, outside of our mutuals before, so I'm just stuck between wanting to go, but also being worried about having to change myself in order to make others comfortable. So do y'all have any advice on navigating the situation? What would y'all do? Should I bring up my concerns to my friend? Anything would be so appreciated. Thank you so much. Sincerely, the only gay at the cookout. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I feel like um, it's my turn to go first. Oh, what in the world? Go ahead. Is it really? You know, yeah, it really is. It's the fourth question. Four. I went first. Um, oh, third question. Um, I, you know, I am very, but but you you can absolutely go first. I'll just you can go for. We, we don't have to stick with this thing. You can go first if you want to go first. Go ahead. You're screaming at me. <laughs> go ahead. S- I feel like shit cool. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, I've ha- I've been in scenarios that are very similar to this on both ends. My family is not problematic, but my family is as problematic as the next black country family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So one of my partners is trans, and I was like, "Listen, baby, when we go home, a lot of my family doesn't know anyone trans. They don't know trans people, and." Um, they may or may not say something strange and I'm just forewarning you. And I think it is very um, thoughtful of the person to tell you that, to be like, just so you know, my family is not super up on, you know, PC-ness basically. Um, it is very kind of, of, of her to, to, to put it to you that way. And, and, and I also think that if you are a person who feels most comfortable with they, them pronouns outside of, queer liberal spaces you're probably gonna encounter a lot of people who use the wrong pronouns for you like a lot um and 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 i feel like that maybe that's one of those things where you either have to um stand firm in your correcting of people's pronouns you know and then you have to decide if that is something that that makes you feel uncomfortable to correct people's pronouns the entire time and then obviously have a conversation about the pronouns because someone go i just don't get it or they'll go, I'm sorry, or they'll, or they'll start overcorrecting other people for you. Um, I guess, you know, in a lot of those scenarios, you have to decide how you feel the most comfortable. I don't think you should put yourself in a situation that would trigger you. If you think that being in this situation would trigger you and end up give, giving uh, upsetting you in a way that doesn't feel good or that feels really bad, then don't go. Like, it's, it's not worth it to trigger yourself to, to celebrate your friend's um, I think you said graduation or whatever your friend is, is having. I don't think it's worth that. But if you feel like you can um, endure what unfortunately a lot of queer people have to endure in straight spaces to support your friend, then you know you you know your your threshold better than we do. I listen. I with that hundred percent. I am very. I, I'm, I'm at a point. I just had this conversation with a friend. I'm at a point in my life where I do when I I don't feel the need that to that I unless I really want to to put myself in spaces with 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 fucking Republicans with straight people 
with anything like that. Like I have, I, I don't want to deal with that in my life. So if I know I'm going to be, if those people are friends of my friends, I won't meet, I won't hang out with those people. If, if my, if, if my friend's family is super conservative, bitch, I'm not going. If I, I I'm at a time in my life, bitch, I'm 32 years old and I don't want to do it and I'm not fucking doing it. I don't care if everyone else is doing it. If I don't want to go, if it doesn't mean anything for me to go, bitch, I'm not coming. So just plan on me not being there. And I think you should know that about yourself too. If you, you don't, don't put yourself in a situation to, cause you want to be there for your friend. Well, bitch, I don't want to, I don't want to be there for, for you in that situation. And I think that is completely okay. And your friend should understand it, especially if they're coming to you telling you, Hey, just so you know, just the fact that they have to give you a disclaimer. I think that automatically gives you to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be there. I love you. Maybe send a gift still. Or if you were like something like that, like a nice token, like send some flowers or edible arrangements or something, but you are, and you don't have to be 32, but you can be 17. You can be 12. You can be nine. Do not put yourself in a situation that you don't want to be because you know what? You don't have to, period. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page here. All right, let's do our next one. Hi, Bob and Monet. I am uh, checking in with the most current sibling <clears throat> advisory, and it's inspired me to submit this question. Um, I am a young professional, young-ish professional, um, working in a kind of a larger corporate office, and I recently had a girlfriend apply and get a job at this company. Um, a girlfriend from school, platonic girlfriend. Um, and so my question is, she's been out of the workforce for a minute and she's really young and hip and she's cool. But when she comes to the office, I tend to think that her uh, attire, her wardrobe is a little like club. Um, not too club, but just like, you know, mini dresses, cotton knit mini dresses, generally pretty cool and professional, but maybe not for a larger corporate environment. So I would like to mention it to her as a friend, but I also don't want to um, really play that regulatory role as a friend and just as empowering young women to do whatever they want. Um, but I do think it would be fair to like have a conversation about it. So I'm curious to know if you think that would be overstepping the boundaries as a friend. Is it bad form to critique what women wear nowadays? I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, so I, that is a very interesting place to be. But I think that this person is your friend. You got this person this job. So obviously y'all are cool on like some type of level. So I think if y'all are friends, it doesn't hurt to be like, hey, I think you look dope, but you were turning it. But just so you know, well, did, did he say that somebody has mentioned something to, to him about it or no? He did not say that. He did not. So I think it'll be cool to 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 say to this person, oh, actually no, because if, if no one had said something, like it's not, if it's not bothering anyone, it's just, it seems to want to be bothering you. Nonetheless, like people are sitting over at the water cooler like, Girl, did you see what Bob wore today? Ugh, I can't believe she wore that. But if the superiors don't have a problem with it, maybe it's just your uncomfort your uncomfortability with it. But if no one is saying anything to her, she's not violating any dress code, or she's wearing um appropriate uh clothes to work that's not getting her reprimanded, then I think you should maybe adjust why you feel some type of worry about it and what and and, and why do you think that women should wear a certain type of thing? I mean, again, if she's wearing like you know, booty shorts and like that are rising up, like half her butt is out, or you know, something like that. Maybe that'd be a different thing. But you know, if if it's just clothes that you feel are too club, but no one else has a problem with it, especially her superiors, I'm sure someone would have said something to her. Then let it rock. 
Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It, 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 if you're not her supervisor and you're just a colleague and you're linear like across the aisle from her and you're not like above her, it's really not your position to comment on what she's wearing. It's really not your position to be like your outfits are a little too clubby or too, you know, inappropriate or, or skanky or slutty or anything. It, it just I agree with money. It seems like it's bothering you more than anyone else. And if the higher ups have a problem with it, then they need to say something. It's, it's really not on you to say anything about this. It just it just kind of doesn't seem like um, it's your business, quite frankly. Yeah, I think that just a little rock. Because also we're in a time where may, maybe you may be a little more old school. But, you know, like, bitch, I did a gig one time at Blue Apron. And, like, and like a couple of corporate gigs I've done, you know, in the past, like, five years. And the way that the corporate space operates is just different these days. Like, like bitch, gone are the days of cubicles. You know, we have realized that you can't police people's hair, especially people of color. Black black, black people, you can't tell them to not wear dreadlocks. You can't not wear braids. Like, uh, and instead of, like, people sitting in cubicles and stuff, a lot of the times in these big office areas, it's just like, bitch, there's, like, a ball pit for you to, to, to ch- ch- chill in the ball pit, do your work. Like, the corporate space has changed a lot. And so the things that... Of, like gone are the days of old where you where you have to come to work with like a fucking pencil skirt down to your ankles and like a a, a, a habit basically to work like so i think that a lot of cor- corporations and companies are adjusting dress code as well so that people because i i think they realize habit? People, yeah which a fucking a habit uh but i feel like i feel like corporations have realized that people work better when they feel better at work and that's wearing clothes that they feel good in and adorning hairstyles that they do so i think it made you, you you might be a little old school, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you mad old school, son. Attention. Attention. Do you want to get a more chiseled look in your jawline, girl? Well, let me tell you. Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XE. Juvederm Volux XE is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it's the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XE. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Baby, get that jaw together, honey. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever. So it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century. And that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat 
literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Monet. Hi, Roberta. My name is Ricky. I'm a 26-year-old cisgendered gay male, Latinx, and I'm reaching out today because I'd love your opinion no, on something not. that I've been struggling with for a no, while. No, you're not. Uh, so for context, I'm a six-foot-one broad guy, like broad shoulders, the broad rib cage. I hate to admit it, but I kind of am similar in features to like uh, Alexis Michelle, just again for more context. And I feel like when I enter a room, I don't immediately project the bubbly and charismatic sort of energy that I naturally give off as a Leo, right? Like um, a lot of times I notice like if I enter an Ulta or a Sephora, um, I'm immediately targeted as like, what the hell is this big ass guy doing here, right? Like, um, and I'm just shopping. Uh, and then on top of that, like, I don't immediately make friends because uh, I have been told by my current friends that when they first met me, I gave off those, like, icy, uninviting, resting bitch face vibes. Like, I've been told I have that Miranda Priestly intimidation tactic or whatever. And I'm just like, this is totally the antithesis of who I am as a person. Um, like, I'm very charismatic. I love talking to people. But maybe I'm just not projecting or presenting myself in a way maybe my demeanor is giving off that hostile vibe um so i was wondering if you had any suggestions on how i could identify that and kind of like target it and figure it out uh, or ways that i could just sort of like change that demeanor that i'm immediately casting when i enter a room um any ideas you might have i'd greatly appreciate it i love you too love the podcast and i hope you guys have a really great day bye you know i you know, I am uh, also tall and um, apparently intimidating looking, and I look mean when I walk in the room. But unlike you, that is truly who I am. Though, <laughs> like I, I'm not bubbly, and I'm not like I don't. I don't want uh, people to come to me and talk to me. So I'm very much into the vibe of being like, mm, like. I would rather less people talk to me because then I'm having um, fewer interactions, but they're more impactful than a bunch of surface interactions with people walk with me just smiling and stuff because I, I don't know if it is a size thing because i know lots of people who are like really uh physically large but who have really bubbly personalities mm -hmm. because of how much they're smiling because of the way they walk because of them singing what they're wearing you know them talking to other people first 
um, it seems like you want to have a lot of interactions with people. So I think that you have to start the interactions yourself. You know what I mean? I also know lots of tiny people who look mean. Pixie Aventura, who tiny and looking mean. And folks are like, this bitch, look, this bitch look mean. I ain't talking to this bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I hate to give you this advice because it sounds like, like it's, if I said, like, I hate hearing out loud, but like, Maybe you do have to smile more. Maybe if, if you want to give off a vibe where you want to invite people, then I would say maybe um, switch up your social cues, which are the way that you're physically behaving in, in the space. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I think that you should, you have to change what you're doing physically. Um, if you think that what you are currently doing is, is if, <laughs> if you walk in and you feel like you're scowling, and you kind of like look like you have low energy. People aren't Drag attracted me. to that. So I think, so I think you have to like lead with a smile. But like you walk in a from the time you open to walk in the room, you're smiling, you're looking at stuff, and you like you know, it's just it's just small things like this. No one talks about this. You like like you just say hello to people, say hi and wave like that. Not wave, that's a little much. But if someone passes you, be like. You know, stuff like that. I feel like that as little <laughs> as you looks. What? What? This is literally me and Bob. This, that's Bob. That is Bob. That is Bob's resting. And I'm, my resting is. To be honest, I am genuinely shocked when people want to talk to me, especially strangers who don't even know who I am. <laughs> like, not people who, like, know me from TV, people who, like, have no clue who I am. I'm like, what on this plane gave you the interpretation that I wanted to talk to you? This this, this, um, this lady got on the plane recently. I was headed back from Indiana, in Indiana, and this lady was like, um, oh, my God, Bob, I love you. I'm such a big fan. And I was like, thank you. We were, like, smiling back and forth. And then the guy next to me goes... Oh, who are you? Are you like a famous YouTuber? And I said, no, I am. We know each other from high school. It's a running bit. Every time we see each other, we act like the other one's famous. And we always say, I'm a big fan. And he was like, oh, I didn't know if you were like some, I said, nope, not famous. Just, um, it's a bit that me and me and my friend have together. <laughs> but then, and then he kept, even after that, he kept talking. I was like, why do you think I'm friendly? See, obviously <laughs> you, you, we've, we've learned this from Uber drivers and stuff. You cannot say anything you have to say the most boring thing but like like are you famous or something no i'm a, i'm an architect but the woman said i'm a big fan of you he heard her go i'm such a big fan and um, i just said nope she we're just we're friends from high school and she we've been doing this bit forever now <laughs> that is also such a random thing to say that is, that is the most random thing to say <laughs> what, I, what else what was uh, the only option was to tell the truth and go yes i am uh i, I work on tv and i'm in, and i have a youtube page but it's easier for me to be like i don't know no that's just that's just a bit we're not i'm not famous we're just because he didn't know who i was nothing what's really irritating is when you when people don't know who you are i know but they but they want to know why you're famous yeah. why is everyone why does it why do they want a picture with you yeah or what you could have done you you could have been like i think you could have been like i think she thinks of someone else i have no idea so then he would have been like oh yeah you know what i mean that that that, that mm. might have been a way to quell to 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 quench his thirst for knowledge about who you are yeah but yeah anyway either way we could the answer is lie um and the answer for you is probably <laughs> you might you might need to switch up what you're doing because if, if, if you're if you're if you're if you're doing the same thing and expecting a different um a, a, expecting a different outcome 
that's um that's you're not going to get it you, you have to switch up your also a long time ago someone once said doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity which by the way is not but that's just kind of become popular canon everyone's like yeah that's the definition of insanity and i'm like no it's not that's what's the definition of insanity i think i think the phrase is, is a little hyperbolic but it's saying if you keep on if i keep on lifting my phone up and expecting it to be a calculator it's just not like just not bitch go get a calculator i don't think that makes you insane Maybe I'm looking at it too deep. Everyone's, everyone's like, but why, why insane? I don't like, think, again, I think it's, it's just a little hyperbole. I think they're saying, like, that's wild expecting this water bottle to become a fucking glass. Like, this is not going to happen. That, that might be a little bit of insanity. <laughs> I, apparently, I think Albert Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And he was smarter than you. I mean, in theory. Yeah, I made the theory, bitch. E equals MC squared, bitch. What does that even mean? Do you even know what that means? Bitch, do you know what it means? Yes, energy equals molecular cosmetology. Shut your ass up. Squared. Shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. <laughs> it, is en- it is energy, though. The E is energy. I don't know what the MC is. I don't think, it's, I don't think it is. Energy equals mass times the speed Thank of you. light squared. Okay, I knew it was energy. <laughs> play, Jacob, play this next fucking clip. Hi, Monet and Bob. I am a 22-year-old non-binary identifying person who is no, about to not. graduate college in a week no, you not. to New York City. Although I do have a few close friends from college that I am very happy to take with me into this next chapter of my life, I never really fit in with the vibe of my college and a majority of the people who go there. Many of the people I've met over these past four years have been uber rich or trust fund kids that don't really acknowledge their privilege. And that just drives me insane. Because of this, I have felt without a community for a few years now, and it's made me doubt my abilities to connect with people and feel pretty nervous for this next chapter. Whether it's New York City specific or not, do you have any tips for finding new community and getting over fears of connecting with others? Thank you so much. Sincerely, Naked and Afraid. Finding new community. I mean, I think we, we kind of addressed this a few times on, um, in in, uh, in the advisories, but I think you have to, kind of what we talked about before, you can't do the same thing. Expected. Like, if you if you only, like, look online, try going out to a physical place. If you only meet friends in school, try meeting friends online in different places. There are online in the fucking metaverse there's so many different segments of the internet where you can find like-minded individuals and people who have similar interests as yours if you're if you're if you're a gamer there are like people who meet weekly in game in terms of board games or video games so i think that if for any quadrant of folk you're trying to find there is a subsection for you on the international internet somewhere to find people and maybe it won't be physical people maybe it's not physical people maybe it might you might find people like that you were interested in that may it may just be a digital thing and um y'all meet and y'all play jackbox tv every week or something like that so i think there's a way to find people online but if you want to meet people physically you have to go out there and get them kind of like if you're dating you can you you want to you want to find a boyfriend or girlfriend or or a, a person you have to go and 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 go out to a bar if you're trying to do it or do it online so i think you have to decide if you want a physical friendships with people or you want to do something digitally and and you can find your tribe yeah i think that maybe there's something to um 
instead of just assuming that you don't have much in common with any other people around you, maybe find out what you do have in common with them. You know, I mean, even though there are inherent differences in people who grew up with a lot of money and without money, there's also a lot of things that we have in common with people that we don't even realize. So like I said earlier, like if you, if you're looking, if you are expecting to have nothing in common with them, then you'll probably not have a lot in common with them. And if you're looking for things you have in common, you might find those. It's kind of like when, when, you know, when, when someone says they start seeing signs of something over and over again, when Mm -hmm. you're looking for signs, you'll find them because you're just looking for them. It doesn't mean you're actually getting more signs. It just means that you're creating that you are, your brain is recognizing things as signs more often. So you probably still have a lot in common. I mean, I've been able to make friendships with people that I have very little in common with on paper. You know, yeah. Look at this, this, uh, this friendship. I have nothing common with this bitch, but I made a friendship out of it. Yeah, I'm talented. I'm smart. I'm sexy. I'm hot. I'm everything you're not. I'm pretty. I'm cool, and I dominate the school. I'm t Torrent. You're Captain Torrance. Let's go. Da, 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 da. We are the Toro, the mighty, mighty Toros. We're so terrific. We must be Toros. Chilitas. You are in the highway. You are <laughs> in the middle of the street, bitch. Hi, Monet and Bob. My name is Victor. I'm a fellow cousin to the Patreon. Love the content. Love y'all ladies. Y'all are great. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. And I need your two cents on something personal for me. So I've just recently become aware, or not recently, but I've just started being more aware of like the sort of intolerance or discomfort against white people. I've seen that like being in large white predominant spaces makes me feel uncomfortable, whether it's because I can't, I think I can't relate to them for their growing up experience or personal experience, or it's like, I always feel like questions that I'm always asked like, oh, are you, where are you from? Or do you, do you speak Spanish? Or things that I know are innocent to their minds for me can sometimes seem like passive aggressive, whether it's just my internalized issues or whatever. But I've just become aware of that. And I don't want to necessarily gear my emotions towards negativity towards any kind of person. So I would like to know what kind of advice would you give to people like me who just tend to experience this and just um, just don't want to spread hate but spread love. I know that – so one, I identify as a Latinx gay man. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people of other – identities and origins that have very similar experience to me but i feel like it'd be great to know what y'all think about this thank you you want to talk about microaggressions let's talk about microaggressions bitch let me say something i bitch i can a lot of people call i'm sure not just me i am constantly annoyed by whiteness i am constantly irritated by whiteness i see when i see a bunch of white people white people in it makes me sometimes so angry. Like I just get, I sometimes, I, I, I sometimes it like it, 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 it's like a physical reaction. Like I'll just have to like walk away, or I just start like rocking. I just, I can, I one hundred percent take your phone and put it on. It's been zizzing all over. Is that your phone zizzing? Oh, is it? Oh, every couple of seconds, it's a zizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizziz
or on the podcast when whenever I see a picture of a bunch of white folks laughing in a picture, I'm like, what y'all niggas laughing at? <laughs> that shit. What y'all niggas laughing at? Why y'all laughing? Yeah, I know y'all. I know y'all laughing about some shit you ain't supposed to be laughing about. Um, right. But on the other hand, I will say, experiencing microaggressions is very real, and uh, it's okay. You don't have to sit with that discomfort by yourself. Part of my thing is like, if I have to be uncomfortable, you have to be uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. Especially, if, especially if you are part of the source of my discomfort. We gonna we gonna both be some uncomfortable motherfuckers on this day. We we gonna talk about we gonna talk about whatever mate whatever whatever I'm experiencing that, that that has me reacting in an uncomfortable way. Now and and I'm also not one of the folks who's like in the world like we all have to spread nothing but positivity. I don't I also don't believe that that everything in the world has to be about love. Some things can be about education. Some things can be about respect. Some things and I and I guess everyone's like that's just a version of love. Okay, sure, pop off. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with um being like. Now, even though I'm, you know, constantly irritated by white people, I, plot twist, I have white friends. I have a white boyfriend and um, I'm able to get along with them. But also the white people that I'm, that are in my life are usually people who are um, white people who are a little more aware of their um, privilege. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm also constantly someone who's trying to be aware of my privilege. Like I, 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 don't, I would not want to be uh, someone with one of my like trans girlfriends who has no concept of my you know cis passing privilege you know what i mean or or with my um like or if i'm with one of my um any of my like girlfriends who can't like like when you're out with a girlfriend who's like a tiny woman who's like five feet tall and is a woman and you're like let's go for a walk through central park tonight by ourselves i'm like let me let me let me try to acknowledge acknowledge my privilege um and it is very hard to be around people who are not interested in, in acknowledging that that can that is very upsetting but i just i'm i'm the queen of call it out personally yeah i mean and if, if you're trying to find a way where you can find a happy equilibrium with 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 uh with enduring the microaggressions that you are but also finding a way to let them know i think that uh a, a good way to go about it is to like if you are a funny person i don't know if, i mean co- comedy is my gateway into like making making awkward situations learning moments like if someone says some 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 weird black shit I will like flip it around and say something to like kind of br- to break the tension in the room, but also make it a teachable moment. So, but if but if if you're not if you're not a a jokey joked person, then I think of just being really honest. If I'm like, you're like you know, so they ask you like where, where you're from, I'm like you know, what? don't worry about where I'm from, bitch. Give it give give me a little attitude. I'm sorry, I, I'm trying to be positive, but I that shit is irritating, and I'm and I'm I'm I'm, I'm not a Spanish speaker, but I, I could imagine. Um, people constantly um asking like, so where you from, Mexico or 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 whatever? Like that 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 shit is probably so fucking annoying. And asking you how to pronounce different words in Spanish, I can imagine how fucking irritating that is. I'm like, this, but I, I'm like, but I also me. turn it back too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and where, and where are you? And where are you from? Uh, Italy? Oh, what, what are you from? Scottish? Where are you from? from Norway? Yeah. And how, is, is it pronounced haggis? What what's it called? Scottish, <laughs> Scottish people eat haggis. That's so interesting. Right. Yeah, that's 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 that that's a great way to flip back on them. Or like if you're black and some some white people keep asking you, is this okay to say, bitch? You, f- Google it. Don't. Why, why are you asking me? Why are you why are you asking me, bitch? You don't have, you don't have a phone. Like so I just think it's just just it's just for, forcing Hitter. those people to do the work on their own. And once you set up a precedent of them doing their own research, then they will they will 
take the hint if they're smart people who know how to fucking use their brain they would take the hint okay maybe i shouldn't ask him about that i'm gonna just instead of they were like uh um you know what i mean so i think once once you set that precedent up it'll, it'll, it'll take a, it'll take a little while it'll take a few times but once you set that precedent like bitch don't fucking ask me they'll get the hint and they'll do their own research and then you won't have to say it anymore but being irritated by whiteness is a very real thing for people of color and bitch you are not alone bitch we all up in here yeah committing your life to making white people uncomfortable is a, is a long journey but you get some good results in there and oh, in that it. in that in that extent a lot of white folks are like i'm just not comfortable asking bob these questions because she's gonna drag me and i'm like <laughs> Mom, I've, had, I've had fun giving advice with you today i've had a time with you all right bye everybody bye how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.